I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 576 of the Chuck and Brad Podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, buddy? Woo! How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. I feel like some some new things happened that we haven't got a chance to talk about, so I'm excited to do it. Yes. Um, so what's going on with you in terms of uh, Brad updates? Uh, not much. Uh, I, I think when this episode comes out, I will be flying home to Indiana. Ah, yes, that's right. For my annual Indiana trip. What day are you leaving? June 30th. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, yes. that sounds right. Yes. Yes. Um, so I will be hanging out with my extended, fa- well, my, my immediate and I guess sort of extended family for a couple days. Yes. Eating some pizza at places I love, Aurelio's. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I'm not participating in the one mile fun run this year, which is great for my ego because I won't lose to my niece and nephew. <laughs> Uh, by like minutes yeah, over the yeah. course of one mile, I've been advised not to run this year, and uh, yeah, it should be it should be a nice couple of days. Um, you know, maybe I get the Taskmaster book wow. and uh, make my niece and nephew do some tasks. Nice, uh, just as a way to like stay involved and and create some like fun memories. So yeah, that's fun. It'll be a good time. It's always fun hanging out with them. Yeah. Um, you know, last time I was home in December, I found my N sixty four. Yep. So I'm like, oh, I can I can beat my niece and nephew at WWF WrestleMania 2000 on the N64. Yep. Cut to like me losing, and I spike my controller and walk out. <laughs> How dare you beat Not Brad? <laughs> How dare yeah. you beat Brad Rorico? Fuck you, Jeff Hardy. Yes. Brad <laughs> uh, Rorico. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. So you know, it'll be it'll be a nice time, and I'm there for uh, you know five days. Uh, the cat will be with my friend Katie, so yep. it's it's uh, Rosie's first sleepover. Nice uh, with another cat, and uh, you know I will of course be super nervous about that, really? but not as nervous as I was last year when she was here by the cat was here by herself, and I was like, oh my gosh, like there's fireworks, she's gonna be scared. I'll leave these calming treats that she won't eat. Yep. Um, and. But at least, you know, th- there will be people around. Right. So she, you know, I, I, I think she's a pretty social cat, so she'll be all right. So, but part of my heart will be here in Rhode Island with the cat. Right. Um, you are, are you in New York or Rhode Island this, for the fourth? You're, so, you're in Rhode Island, right? Yeah. So there's stuff going on with me. I mean. <clears throat> you're all over the place. Yeah. On, on the 30th, I'll be filming uh, Joe List's premiere in new york at the beacon theater yes um he's premiering his movie fourth of july which looks awesome i'm really excited to see it um and i'll be filming the q a afterwards with my buddy jason katz um who's a great guy and uh yeah i'm really excited to be involved with the premiere i'm excited to hear them talk about it i'm excited to see it in a big room with joe i'm really proud of joe he's a great dude and that's my deal that day and it's interesting because the fourth of july around here in rhode island you know we live in warren rhode island Really small town right next to another small town called Bristol, Rhode Island. Yes. And it's the home of the oldest 4th of July celebration in America. Right. And so the 4th of July around here is like fucking crazy. Yeah, traffic is It's garbage. basically the purge. Yeah. Um, and People uh, are wearing masks. The stuff I've gotten away with. Crime is legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't... 
I didn't know it was a big deal when I first moved out here. And so July 4th, probably. I think those are people like trying to get into your house oh, and yeah. murder you, right? Yes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, me. I uh, I was. Chuck? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And I have like a flashing Statue of Liberty yeah. mask. <laughs> I uh, I just didn't like the traffic because of parade. You. Yeah. Oh, I understand how you could. Uh, I just yeah, I just got super grumpy because I didn't know it was coming. And uh, oh, the traffic gets fucking insane. Yeah, but but it's here. a day like you know you ride bikes that day. Yes. But I didn't know that. I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah. to my friend's house in a different part of Bristol. Yeah. Um. Dang. We might go to our buddy Ashley T's house, and she lives right around the parade route. Yeah. Um. But uh. But you have a bike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take my bike, I don't think, mm. but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so around then I'm doing that. Yeah, the Chuck and Chuck updates with me. Well, I mean, I think we should announce something that maybe we should have announced last week. Maybe we'll record a little thing to put in front of this. Okay. Sunday, July 31st. Whoa, yeah. Chuck and Brad are returning to the stage for Bradley Drawn Jurassic Park. Bump. Uh, so anyway, you know, in the, in the summer of the final Jurassic Park movie, for now, um, we're going to bring our Bradley uh, Drawn... Uh, until they look at our script. <laughs> we're going to bring our Jurassic Park Bradley Drawn show back to the stage uh, at the Rhode Island Comedy Connection, um, which is in East Providence, Rhode Island. It's going to be Sunday, July 31st. Tickets are going to be on sale at chuckandbradpodcast.com or ricomedyconnection.com. I think so, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I think Ray Harrington will be on the show, uh, our good buddy. I'd love to also do it that weekend at Smod Castle in New Jersey. Uh, we got to talk to them and see if that's a yeah. possibility. I have another idea that's crazy that I'd love to do. I don't even want to say it out loud yet, but we'll talk about it. We uh, we cannot ride fireworks into the sky. <laughs> ah! All right, when do we jump off? <laughs> Chuck, where'd Chuck? you go? Where'd you go? <laughs> and it's a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> parachute? <laughs> I, I it's a cartoon at this point i just i hit the ground there's a bread shaped hole and i get up and then my face is like black my hair oh, yeah. is blown out oh, yeah. yeah um but yeah so that's gonna be really fun i'm really looking forward to it got some fun stuff up our sleeves with that but besides that you know <clears throat> continuing with uh tuesdays with stories doing podcasts with those blokes mark norman and joe list coke drinking blokes yep a lot of stuff coming up with uh tell them steve dave i think at this point in time a new Tales from Behind the Fake Counter has either just come out or is coming out. One of the series I direct for Tell Him Steve Dave. So that's really fun. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm doing stuff with uh, Mike Brabiglia for his podcast. Um, and uh, <laughs> Jesus, just got a text from Mark. Hey, you guys want to record on Wednesday? That is the plan. Yes. We have had that in the calendar for weeks. And that's Mark funny. just texted me. Hey, you want to record on Wednesday? Um but uh, anyway, <clears throat> so anyway, I got I to gotta answer him afterwards. But uh, yeah, so lots of stuff coming up um, and uh, lots of fun stuff. Nice. So it's good stuff. All right. What else? What else is going on? I'm trying to collect my bearings. I, I want to answer Mark so bad. I'm going to just answer. All right. Him. Well, as you do, I'll talk about the history <laughs> of the 4th of July. See, what happened first was the 3rd of July. And then 
after the 4th came the 5th of July. Man, this is great content. Uh, fun fact, uh, the Declaration of Independence not really signed on the 4th, it was signed on the 2nd, but uh, the 4th was kind of like everyone was like hung over for a day and then it was announced on the 4th. Really? Weird, weird things. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of weird. I, yeah. I, I knew I knew they manipulated it in some yep. way. Yep. But yeah, so for the 4th, my plan is right now, I'm going to be in, in New York through the 30th, and it's funny because Joe is doing the premiere on the 30th in New York. And then the next night he's doing it in Boston, which is kind of his hometown. And I would love to go with him to Boston and maybe film a hot gay set about the behind mm. the scenes. But it's also Louis deal. Louis mm. CK is a producer and stuff. So it's like, I don't know how much Joe wants to interfere right. with whatever the plans are. <clears throat> so it's like, I might suggest it to him and come back with him, but who knows? Um, but I think my plan right now was to be in New York until the 2nd of July okay, and drive back at night on the 2nd so that way I can be in uh, around Warren um, on the 3rd or 4th, um, 3rd and 4th, I should say. And then I'm not really sure what the plan is, but I know that our good buddy and longtime uh, friend and podcast guest, Lou Perella, is going to be coming to New York. And they're going to stay with me in New York. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think Mark Mark Norman and I are filming at the Count Basie in Red Bank, New Jersey on July 8th. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun stuff coming up. I can't wait to see the Perellas. We're going to come back. We're going to do a triple birthday party for Brad and myself and uh, Lou. And then I got to go back to do a very secret thing um, with uh, my, my new buddy, Drew. <laughs> and... Uh, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's my my July is is, is filling up. I'm sorry, I just I keep thinking about the Fourth of July. There's a song by X. Yeah. The the band called Fourth of July. Yeah. Pete Droge has a song called Fourth of July. He uh, mm-hmm. had "If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself" on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. If you don't love me, yes, that's a good soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, it's a great Mary soundtrack. Moo? Mary Moo. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow, that's a good soundtrack. It I'm going to listen to that on the way back to New York tonight. I'm glad dun, I could. Dun, I mean, you know. Dun, 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 rough, dun. That's it. We bought a new age girl. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, she doesn't eat meat, but she sure likes to bone. That's a good soundtrack. Wow. Yes, I'm, gl- I'm glad we got two songs out of it. Wow. Um, and any more event, than that. We got to keep going well, with the was, Dumb and Dumber sound. I was just thinking about uh, also, I, I think it's Martina McBride or somebody has a song, like a country singer has a song called Independence Day. And I'm like, are all of these songs... In Joe's film. If oh, I not, have no idea. If not, why not, Joe? Get, you know what? Put Marimu on your soundtrack, <laughs> Mary Joe Moon, List. Mary Moon. I don't know. It's not Mary Moo. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Mary Moo. So here are originally. the songs. Here are the songs from okay. this. If You Don't Let Me, I'll Kill Myself by Pete Drush. Uh, let's, let's start with the beginning. Okay. Uh, the Ballad of Peter Pumpkin Eater. I don't know that song. I Nope. Um, New Age Girl, we know. Yep. Insomniac by Echo Belly. I don't know that. If You Don't Let Me, I'll Kill Myself. Pete Drush. Crash by The Primitives. I feel like I do know that mm. song. Do you know how it goes? Nope. Um, bah, bah, nah, bah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Hold on. I just want to get one second of this because I'm just interested. Oh, yeah. You know the song. Here we go. Way too fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. that song's fucking awesome. Yep. This is a quintessential 90s. Way too fast. Dun, 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 this is a dun, great song. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. What you say? All right, all right, all right. Let's let's wow. keep let's keep moving. Wow, a whiny whiny. Nope, that's that. I don't know that. That, song. that just describes me. Where I find my heaven. I do know that song. Okay. Hurdy gurdy man by the Butthole Surfers. Yep. Too much of a good thing by the Suns. I don't know that mm, song. No. The Bear song by Green Jelly. I don't know that. Take 
uh, You Sexy Thing. I know that song. Yep. By Delight. You Sexy Thing. Yep. And then Get Ready by The Proclaimers. Yep. I think I know that one. So, wow, that's on Crash. What the fuck? This is whiny whiny. Let's see if we know this one. Nope. Mm. He drives me crazy. Crazy. I know the song. All right. This is when he's driving the big, the Mutt Cuts truck. Yep. Uh, get ready by the Proclaimers. Let's see if we know this one. <laughs> Seems like this dun, is weird dun, dun, content. Dun, dun, dun. I'm doing I, a lot of dancing. That riff sounds pretty familiar, but not because of this song. <laughs> Ever met a girl to make me feel the way that you do? You're, You're all, all right. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's, oh, my God. I got to go through the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack and add it to my Chammies list. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? The song, the, the movie came out, what, 27 years ago? <laughs> well, here's the thing. You fall in love with, this This is a big thing for me. You fall in love with something as a kid. You love it. it it's it's part of your rotation, especially, yep. you know, we're of a, we're of a specific age, Brad. Old AF. Yeah, not me, but you, yeah. Yes. So when we're young, we got cassette tapes, CDs. We got all these different mediums floating in the air. No MP3s yep. A lot at the of time. media, yes. No MPs. And so... We get older, we get older, we get older. Certain things fall away. They fall away from your your consciousness, especially like now. Sure, we all have streaming services and playlists and, and music libraries. But for sure, the change from cassettes and CDs to MP3s and music libraries or whatever, you lose some of that stuff. Yes. So one of the things that I lost that recently, like me and Mark, when we were, when we were first becoming friends, I went to Poughkeepsie. And I met up with Mark and Doug Key. Yep. And uh, I was driving back with Mark to, to Midtown. And we had like, you know, two and a half hours or something to drive. And we, he was just like, he was like, let's get to know each other. He's like, what do you like? What makes you tick? What do you? And we're just going through all these different things. Right. Like Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Chris Rock, Bigger and Blacker, you know, all the like, rancid, like all the different things that we like. South Park. I already said Trey Parker, Matt Stone, which is pretty similar. Yeah. And we started talking about Sister Act. Mm. And I fucking love Sister Act. Yeah. How familiar are you with Sister Act? Not very. Did you watch it? Yeah, probably once. Oh, my. Sister Act is killer. Yeah, let's go killer. through that soundtrack. Let's have you listen to the songs. I already did that and added them to my chammies this year. I hate you. I will follow him. Follow him. Yeah, I know the song. Yeah. he may go. Yep. Like that, that's yep. killer. And here's what's interesting about the Sister Act. I don't know the original songs that they're mm, like referencing. Okay. Like, is it Motown? What is right. it? I don't even know what it is. That one probably is. But there's all these different songs. I don't even... I got to be completely honest. When did Sister Act come out? 91? 93? I'd say... Here's what I'm going to say. Sister Act came out 93 at the latest, 90 at the earliest. It's probably 91. Okay. You're looking it up? I am looking it up. All right. Let's put a lot of money on this. All right. How much? Sixty thousand. Whoa. Well, okay. Then I was Cheetos. thinking like okay. Then yes. Yeah. Sixty thousand Cheetos is still kind of a lot. Um. When did Sister Act come out? Let's see. Brad's gonna fill us in. I'm filling you in. Nineteen ninety. <gasps> yes. What <gasps> oh, And then Sister Act two is ninety four. Yeah, I think so. Gotta be. No, back in the habit. Nineteen ninety three. Wow. They really turned it around. Yeah. She was like the Freddy Krueger of the of the nun comedies. I guess. Um. So anyway. We started talking about Sister Act, and I kind of like, like it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I had the Sister Act tape when I was a kid, and I fucking loved that tape, and I would just listen to it all the time. And 
I revisited it recently, and I'm like, wow, this that's one of the uh, CDs or tapes, or whatever albums that fell out of my consciousness that oh, I really okay. did love, though. Yeah. So that's great. But yeah, Sister Act is a funny thing because I think the conceit of the movie is that she's like a lounge singer. Yeah. She becomes a Sister Act. Is she, it kind of like Mighty Ducks? She, well, she's, I think she's on the run from the mob and she hides in a convent. Ah, yeah. Okay. Because they're like, you know, they'll never look in a convent. Right, right. Um, um, but you know what? They eventually do look in the convent. Does she, so she's a lounge singer. So she brings in songs that she knows as yeah. a lounge singer and she makes some. Um, uh, like churchy. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Are all the songs like like maybe we should look this up at some point for yes. another day? Okay. Because I don't really know. Because it's it's like I'm too young at the time to get that. I'm just like clapping along and singing the songs. Right. And uh, like obviously they do shout, which I knew shout, but I don't know the other songs from other places. I where I think the general audience for Sister Act is supposed to know the songs, and that's part of it. I'm just being introduced to new songs, and I'm just like, "This is great." What? What are you looking at? Well, the the soundtrack it it seems like this is more of the score than anything. Yeah. Um, because I don't recognize most of these songs. I will follow him. Shout if my sister's in trouble. Um. So yeah, it. it shout and uh, I will follow him are both like yeah. real songs. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure these are mostly real songs that I just don't know. That's that's so, the thing. It's so a pop culture blind spot for me. I think for me, you know what? Get culture, do swine. Yeah. I think for me, at eight years old, I probably just didn't have the right knowledge of right. previous music to get that completely. Right. You know what I mean? But anyway, I love the Sister Act soundtrack. Love the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Holy shit. So, man, you really, you got me going, Brad. Holy hell. I was dancing a lot. I, uh, I was talking to a friend the other day about uh, tapes, about listening to tapes. Yeah. And kind of like what tapes I had. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I remember like the Britney Fox self-titled yeah. uh, album where I'm like, the first song is Girl School, and that is problematic now. It was probably problematic then, and Why? I didn't realize it. Uh, because it's about a guy who is not of school age going to pick up his girlfriend from her all-girls high school, and he's like, oh, like traffic jam in the hallway. Ooh, I'm going to stay. This makes my day. So he's just surrounded by high school age girls, girls yeah. uh, and is enjoying the feeling of being kind right. of pressed up against them. Oh, he's in. I thought he was just seeing it from far away. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's uh he's gonna yeah no he's going to pick up his girl from school. I see. And she's gonna come over to his house. Woo! At, yes. Yeah. Right. Um, but kind of that. And then I'm like, oh, I I copied a lot of CDs onto tape so I could listen to them in my car. But Hell I would like yes. put one on each like one CD on each side. So like in my mind, Jackal and Sabotage are linked because they were just happen to be the A and the B sides of the tape. Yep. And uh, just just you know consuming music is different because i would listen to the whole album because i'm not fast forwarding through songs right so you kids you kids out there yeah. you, you you gen zers yep you don't know real pain like having to listen to an entire album yeah the end brad's right yep um but yeah so uh that's that's a i, I mean there's so many albums i gotta i gotta think about it i'd love to find pictures of my old room from when i was younger and see if I can see CDs and tapes like in like a rack. I still have my CDs. I, I threw out my tapes. I had a lot of... Uh, threw out. Yeah, I have a lot of mixed tapes that I had taped off the radio. Yeah. Called Brad's Death by Stereo. <laughs> but it was like Aerosmith, Deuces are Wild. I love... Uh, yeah. It's oh, a great yeah. song. The, I, uh, the Interrupters, one of our favorite bands, is coming out with a new album. Yes. And they put out limited edition cassettes. Yes. I bought one as like a collector's oh, item. Oh, that's great. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I, love I was like, that's cool. And yeah. you know what? So I got the tape... And it's like a white tape. It's like an old school, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, and they said, do you want a mystery shirt for $5? Just put your size in. Yep. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Not only am I going to listen to the album on my streaming services or whatever, but this is a cool way to support them with their right. new album. Yes. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we had a couple things going on recently. Thought we'd kind of bring everybody up to speed with how our lives are going. You know, I've been filming with Mike Birbiglia for uh, his podcast, Working It Out. Um, we had Zarna Garg on, who is a new... Uh, Zarna Garg on the podcast. Yes. Who is a, a newer comedian. She was really funny on the podcast. Very lovable. Um, very likable and affable. Wow. Lovable, likable, and affable. I honestly think that you went in the wrong direction yeah, with those I adjectives. <laughs> I really did. What is affable? I, I think it's like genuinely like good natured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had Sarah Sherman on from SNL. Yes. She was super nice. Um, How affable was she? She was affable. Okay. And um, and we had Joe Birbiglia on, Mike's brother. Nice. And he, he was great. It was yeah. really fun. Um, but yeah, we're having fun over there in Brooklyn doing uh, the working it out stuff. That stuff's all going to come out. I think we're going to... We'll see, but we're, we're, we're playing with the idea of putting out full episodes filmed for YouTube, and I've been filming them, and we're kind of figuring out the whole new studio for that, so I'm not sure exactly what the plan is, but it's been really fun to work with him. He's a great dude, um, just a good guy. Uh, Jordan, my buddy, yes. our longtime friend, my roommate in Rhode Island, came up to New York for a weekend. Yep. He got to hang out with Rupert. Uh, we went out to, to dinner in Brooklyn. We went to some coffee shops. Right. We had some fun. Um and uh, yeah, it was a really good time. I was glad he was there. We watched a lot of wrestling clips. It was good. I went on my buddy Brian Rupert's podcast. Oh, yeah. Reviewing history. Um, and uh, we had a good time. I don't know when the episode's coming out, but if we do end up doing the Jurassic Park show in New Jersey, I'm going to push them and see if they'll release it early before the show to right. promote the show. But, uh, you know, they're good guys. Um, and that was a lot of fun. We got a sponsor this week. Oh, tell me about this sponsor. The sponsor this week, uh, and this has been a longtime sponsor of ours. Great, great person, uh, great guy who has uh, inspired me in many ways and supported. Um, it's the company is Staten's Landscaping. Oh, okay. The owner is my dad, Charles Staten Jr. I'm Charles Staten III. Um, Staten's Landscaping is an award-winning design build firm providing comprehensive services, including landscape design, landscape and masonry installation, maintenance, and site work in Rhode Island. Um, they mainly focus on the East Bay of Rhode Island, but they're all over the place. Uh, Staten's Landscaping is a company that has built its reputation for professional excellence. We've achieved this, and I can say we because I still help out with Staten's Landscaping. I do the payroll. Uh, we've achieved this by creating landscapes that connect people to the beauty of nature and by expanding the boundaries of home in order to realize the full potential that our surrounding landscapes have to offer. Um, my dad's business has been open for like 40 years, more than that. Um, he's won tons of awards. Um, and my dad has been the uh, the president of the Rhode Island Nurserymen's Association over the years. He's also the tree warden for the town of Warren. That's right. Yeah. I'm um, proud of the company. They do, I mean... The company's been around for so long. We have so many customers. It's super successful. I'm very proud of my dad for building this. I think it's part of the reason I believed I could go my own way and build my own thing, right. which is really cool. But if you're around Rhode Island um, in some parts of Massachusetts as well, you know, talk to Staten's Landscaping if you need any masonry work or landscape work or anything on your property. Um, you can reach out. Go to statenslandscaping.com. Um, find us on Facebook. Write in at statenslandscaping at gmail.com or call 401-247-2227. That's 401-247-2227. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, Staten's Landscaping, S-T-A-T-O-N-S. Um, great company, doing great stuff. And, uh, you know, I appreciate my dad wanting to sponsor us. That's cool. Yeah. We, and then um, I did a thing that's kind of a secret that's fun. Um, you know what? Can I, can I tell a story on the podcast and the podcast listeners just have to keep it to themselves? It's about Drew Barrymore and Kevin Smith. Should I tell it? No. <laughs> All right. I'm going to tell it. Okay. Well, so um, I got this call recently and we're not going to put it in the notes. Don't put it in the notes okay. of the title. Okay. Got it. So I got this call recently to film a thing. Um, and this thing, I think I signed an NDA. Right. So I'm going to break that here and now. Again, don't think you should. So, no, I'm just kidding. I won't. Yeah. Um, my buddy, Josh Rosh, who is Kevin's videographer, right. was like, hey, uh, we're going to do a thing. I suggested you. It's This is not uh, a project that is run by Kevin, right. who knows me. This is a project run by somebody else. Right. And um, Josh is like, yeah, we're going to put it. I'm putting together a crew or he's suggesting a crew and they're going to kind of see if they want to use those people. Right. Those people reached out to me. They hired me. Um, and we got to film this thing with Kevin all day, uh, recently. And it was kind of a, like a bigger shoot than I normally am part of. It was, uh, it's a documentary for NASA called Jay and Silent Bob Go to the Moon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so basically we were shooting in the stash, which, you know, was advertised. The stash was closed, uh, one day for Kevin to shoot something. And it was a pretty big crew for me. I think it, I think the crew was like 13 people. Um, and I was like a camera B operator. Um, and, uh, it was crazy. We were shooting with like, uh, Ari Alexas, which were, which are like very expensive, like cinema cameras. Okay. And I've never filmed with those before. Right. Um, and it was really intimidating, but it was fun. It was really fun. Um, you know, uh, Josh was there and Kevin obviously, and that's always fun to hang out with them. Right. And, uh, Christian was there. Christian Cords, good guy. Um, but anyway, we shot this secret thing. Can't talk about it yet. I'm sure it'll be out, you know, whatever, soon, and then I'll talk about it. Um, but we had a lot of fun, and that night, I knew Kevin was doing a show at Smod Castle, which is his podcast venue in Leonardo, New Jersey, and um, I thought he was going to film it, and I thought Josh would film it, because sometimes I help out, sometimes I don't, whatever. Right. And we were kind of like, who's filming it? But Josh had to catch a, uh, an airplane back to where he lives. And so I was like, man, do you want do you want my help? So I went to... So Kevin's like, yeah, like why don't you come film tonight at Smod Castle? Right. We were doing... Uh, we do a couple things or just one thing? I think we just did one thing. We just did one thing. Okay. It was uh, That Kevin Smith Club State of the Union, which has already been released, right. I believe. Um, oh, there's a dog outside. Sure is. And uh, that's a barking dog. So that night was like very, it was a weird night because I was working on Sunday Drive 2 for Tell Him Steve Dave. Right, a big video project. Yeah, very. it's like a documentary hybrid podcast thing. And I had been up till 4 a.m. working on that. Then I got up at, my alarm was set for 525. Mm, love it. it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I went to go shoot the secret thing during the day. Right. And then Kevin asked, you know, the, Kevin's you're like, on the yeah, moon, come. you're eating green cheese. Right. Yeah. And he's like, come film at Smod Castle. And I was like, okay, still had a little bit of editing left. So I ran home from Red Bank, New Jersey to Staten Island. I worked on my Tell Him Steve Day project for like an hour and 15 minutes, finished it, started the export, grabbed all my film equipment, headed to Leonardo, um, got to Leonardo, set up my cameras, and then Kevin did um, 
you know his event his yeah. his state of the union event we had a really good time and so here's here's what's interesting here's what happened um so it was really funny because <laughs> when i filmed with drew barrymore with mike Berbiglia, she was like um she was like at the end of it she was like oh do you work with mike a lot and i was like no not really this is the first time i'm working with him yeah and she's like oh she's like uh like so she's she's like oh really and i was like yeah and i i wanted her to know that i've been doing this for a long right. time so i'm like i work with a lot of other people um i work with the cast of comic book men and one of the guys from practical jokers they have a podcast i do a lot of film work with them i work with com- comedians mark norman and joe list and i work with kevin smith she's like oh kevin smith and i said yeah and she said she goes next time you see kevin um you can ask him about this he went on a show and she said it was siskel and ebert is what she said to me um and he said that he disliked my movie music and lyrics, and he said he wanted to tie me to a radiator and and like drown me in the ocean. Right. Which I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, and she was she didn't seem like mean about it. She I'll, was like kind of laughing I'll a little say this. bit. Doesn't that just that phrasing sound like more of a critique someone would make about Christina Ricci in Black Snake Moan? Because in Black Snake Moan, she's, she's changed tied to a radiator. radiator. Right. Oh, so that, interesting. That I makes, forgot about that. That makes more sense to me. Wow. And, and and not that I think Kevin Smith would say that about anyone. Wow. And it's funny, too, because Christina, Christina Ricci is another person that we know. Yes. Um. So I was like, I was like, I, I said to her, that doesn't sound like my Kevin Smith. Right. He's very artist forward. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, she's like, ask him. And I was like, okay. So we go do the, the, the filming, go to Smod Castle. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, so Drew Barrymore told me this thing. And I told him and he's like, no, did I say that? And I was like, I got to be honest. I'm like, I can't even imagine you saying that. And he goes, let's figure it out right now. And he pulled out his phone and he went on YouTube and he looked, found the interview where he goes on TV and talks about music and lyrics. Right. It wasn't Siskel and Ebert that he found, but she might have been mistaken. And it's, it also would be weird if more than once he was asked to go on a TV show and talk about music and lyrics. Right. And he pulled up the interview and we were watching it backstage at Smod Castle. And it's me and him and Ernie and a couple people. Ernie O'Donnell, the castle keeper, the guy who is, uh, co-owns it with Kevin and kind of manages it. Right. Um, and... We're watching it, and Kevin's pretty aggressive in it and confrontational okay. with the person he's talking to. And I think he says something like the guy, the guy, the co-host guy is like, I really like music and lyrics. And Kevin's like, you know what? I should fly down there and punch you in the face. Because right. Kevin's like live via satellite. Yeah. And we're watching it and we're like, oh my God. And Kevin's like, oh my God, like I think I said it. I must have said it. Just because yeah. like of his tone. Yeah. But we watched the whole thing, and he did not like music and lyrics um in general. But he really, he actually didn't say anything about Drew Barrymore, really. Right. He didn't really make a specific comment about right. her. Um, definitely not the drowning thing. And someone's, um, he's like, he's like, I didn't say that. I was like, I was like, I wouldn't expect that you did. And uh, someone's like, text Drew Barrymore, text her, tell her. And I was like, I don't have Drew Barrymore's phone number in my phone. And Kevin's like, give me your phone. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have her phone number. He's like, no, no. He's like, he's like, I'm going to film something. And I said, okay. And he filmed himself responding to her, like saying, like, hey, Drew, this is Kevin. Yeah. You told Chuck this thing. We just looked at the interview. And that's, you know, I didn't say right. it. And he's like, but I have a bone to pick with you. And he tells this story of something that he thinks that she did that was like inconsiderate or something. And 
and then he says like good luck with the show whatever yeah and so now i'm in this position of being in the middle of this kind of feud ish thing yeah both kind of done with a jolly smile right neither of them are like mad at all well but now it's like i'm gonna work with her again soon like do i show her the video and she did, and I remember specifically. She did say, "Ask him about it." So it's not like yeah. she's like, "Oh, you shouldn't have told him." Right. She said, "Ask him about it." So now I'm being put. I'm put in a very precarious position with this. What do you? What is your take on this situation? Very uncomfortable position, like <laughs> the back of a Volkswagen. Um, I uh, I don't know if celebrity mediation is what you want to get into, <laughs> especially based on your knowledge of the legal system exhibited on last week's episode. Mm. I um I wouldn't bring it up if if you're like ah oh, blah 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 Kevin Smith and and she's like oh did you tell him did you ask him about the thing then I think you're like I did and we we checked and uh you know we we found you know we we found an interview where he didn't like the movie but he didn't say anything specific about you he doesn't remember saying it like is, is that a lie of omission uh, yes but, but are you pro lie of omission I'm uh I am pro you not getting involved. <laughs> In a feud between Drew Barrymore and Kevin Swim, Smith, swimming with sharks, quite frankly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I, or if you're like, uh, like I, it's it sucks because I believe in the truth, and like all you are in this instance is the messenger. But yes, when the people sending the message <laughs> hold future career prospects in their hands, it's it's hard to the upcoming thing with Drew Barrymore. Again, please, no one talk about this. Um, is a. I'm gonna try to phrase it the right way. I, again, I don't think you should talk about it. <laughs> is a thing where it's like, do a thing, and we think it could thing, lead to more things. It could lead to another thing, right? And we might continue to do these things. Maybe you're the person to do a thing. Yep. And so it's almost like a tryout type of thing, right? Almost. Not, not, and by the way, it's not focused on me. It's focused on something yeah, else that yeah. I'm just kind of facilitating and part of. Um, and so I think that that's a bad arena in which to uh, say something or pre produce, present something that is possibly not going to be well received. Right. But then it becomes like, well, what if I start working with Drew often and then we become right. friends? She's she's been super nice. Right. She's been super well, she's funny. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She's she's very lovable and very like bubbly and I thought you were gonna say likable and then affable. Likable and affable. And you know. So anyway, so I'm thinking maybe down the road, if we get a good, comfortable relationship going, then maybe I can show her it. Yeah. Right? Right. Is that the best yeah. way to think about it? Yes. Um and the thing that Kevin calls out is pretty minuscule. It's the, the, not, it's not like, anything. Big. It's weird because if you wait to show it to her, yes, and th then the only downside is she and Kevin run into each other at an industry party, and one of them brings it up. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, didn't Chuck show you the video? <laughs> Which I like that I'm in that position. I think it's fantastic yeah. for you. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so anyway. I don't, I don't like it when you and Ray put me in the middle of things. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And so the idea of, well, it's going to be these uh, these people with uh, some power oh, in the creative arts industry. Specifically with what I do. Yeah. Like, like, like with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a very weird situation to be put into. But 
great day with with uh, filming with. I mean, hanging out with Josh is always great. Hanging yeah. out with Christian's always great, and Ernie and Kevin and yeah, it was awesome. But we got to last time I hung out when I hurt my back. Um, we, we were filming at Smod Castle too, and it was a really really nice night because we finished the show right, and everyone left, and then me and Ernie and Christian and Kevin hung out in Smod Castle for probably like two hours. That's great, and just like talked and hung out. Yeah. And uh, Kevin was super nice to me. It was really nice for him to invite him, invite me there to to do everything that I did. And yeah, obviously I made that thank you yes. message on social media and Kevin responded to it, which led to the Tell Him Steve Dave episode about yeah. how I didn't thank Quinn um, and all that is still going on. But um, yeah, great day. That was really fun. Um, and uh, this leads us to, and I want to talk, this is one of the things I want to bring up. So as we talked about last week, we went to go see Frank Turner. Yes. That was June 15th. Yes, it was. Um, and I had got that for you as a birthday gift. Right. And so I was like, all right, I'll come home that week. Right. And I will, you know, we'll go see Frank Turner on the Wednesday day. Um, now, leading into that week. Yes. Hanging out with Rupert, go on his podcast. You know, me and Rupert went out to dinner. We were just hanging out and doing right. stuff. Hanging out at the Tell Him Steve Dave, you know, the general store whatever. And Rupert's like... You gotta see Top Gun Maverick. You gotta see it. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. And I'm like, really? I really had no interest in it. But not only not only is uh is Rupert psyched about it, but I'm just seeing positive feedback right. everywhere right. about Top Gun Maverick to the point where I reach out to Brad. We talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast. We had a great experience. We both really loved the movie. Yes. <clears throat> so coming home, I was like, well, Wednesday we're gonna go see we're gonna go see Frank Turner. I go, I wonder if I can get a bunch of us to go see Jurassic World Dominion this week, too. Right. And Christian, my cousin, who sometimes is difficult to make plans with, he and his wife, Melissa, wanted to go see it, which we talked to them on Memorial Day about it. So I spent some time working through our schedules, and they were like, Tuesday's the the night to go. Right. So I was like, all right, let's see if we can get people to go Tuesday. Um, Me and you started talking about Top Gun Maverick, and I was like, maybe we can go see Top Gun Maverick on Monday. Right. um, And then podcast Wednesday night with Ray. Um, and then after all this was in the work where I'm like, okay, I'm coming home Sunday night, Monday night, we're going to go see Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Tuesday night, we're a bunch, like, like 12 of us are going to go see Jurassic World Dominion. Right. Wednesday, we're going to go to the Frank Turner concert. Yes. Wednesday night, we're going to, uh, podcast with Ray. Yep. Then surprise announcement. Yes. One of the things I will say that I was most looking forward to in 2022 in terms of like a release from a movie or a game or whatever, was a new Ninja Turtles game called Shredder's Revenge. A side-scrolling beat-em-up in the vein of Turtles in Time or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Right. There's a bunch of old arcade games. If, if you're someone that doesn't really have any context for video games, think of the old arcade games, like the Simpsons arcade game, the X-Men arcade game, when you're, the characters are all walking to the right and beating up bad guys and fighting bosses and whatever, and you could play it with like four people. Yep. I love those games. We've consistently talked in the podcast about how we love old school beat em ups, the, the big ones like X Men, Turtles, and Simpsons, but also the no name ones like uh, what's it called? Growl yep. and uh, Night Stalkers and stuff like that. And so there are these two newer games, and by newer, I mean in the past 10 years, newer. One of them was Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. And one of them was Streets of Rage 4, which yes. is much newer. And they're both like, to me, top beat em ups of all time. They're great. Top five. Um, especially in term when you when you start thinking about um 
you know, contemporary ones. And this team, man, your cat's going crazy. I'm aware of this. You're, you're saying she's scared. This thing's like the boldest I've ever seen her. Something's going on outside, and I don't know what it is. I don't. She jumped up and slapped the. I think she's just playful because she jumped up and slapped the uh, the the blinds. Yep. So I don't think she's thinking about outside. All right. Um, but uh, so anyway, um, the same team made Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is incredible, and Streets of Rage Four, which right. was incredible. Would you give both those games like an A plus? Yeah. And those that team that made those two was in charge of making this new Ninja Turtles game. Which is an intellectual property you love anyway. Right. And so to see it in like... The hands of... People who know what they're doing in terms of making a, a beat-em-up video game. Feels pretty good. Pretty excited about awesome. it. Yep. So so I was very excited. The gameplay footage looked great. I'm like, wow, <clears throat> we can get four of us together to play it. You know, I'm thinking me, Brad, Jordan, B-Lau, something like that. Yep. Um, B-Lau is the person who usually joins us for four-player games. Um, you know, at first they announced it. It looked amazing. It's it's called uh, Shredder's Revenge. Right. Um, Brad's cat is just nuts right now. She, uh, I was, I was. She just ran into a grocery bag, which is fine. That's um, why and, it's there. And so we were very excited for it. And then eventually they did like a second trailer, and they were like yep. April O'Neil, the playable Turtles, character, playable yeah. character. Then Splinter, playable character. I don't, I don't know yep. the order of. Uh, All right, I'm going to move this cat. Yeah, I would move it. Um, you know, I don't know the order of the release trailers or whatever, but um, so exciting. And like these characters have never been playable characters before. Usually, it's just the four brothers: Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael as the as the playable characters. The idea of adding in April and Splinter is such a cool, diverse thing to do. More characters to choose from. Cool. A lot of jokes about me being Splinter all oh, the time. Sure. So old. Yeah. So eventually, so this week is coming up. We know we're going to the movies. We're going to the concerts, whatever. Last week, they're like, announcement. One, Casey Jones is a playable character, which is another ally of the Turtles. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. They're like, announcement two. The game is coming out Thursday, June 16th. Yes. Announcement three. It's going to be free on Xbox Game Pass, which Brad and I both have. And yes, it's like do. a Netflix-like service, but for Xbox for games, which has been so awesome. Yes. Announcement four. You thought we were doing four-player uh, four player co-op? I did. We're doing six-player co-op. What? Which means that six people can play at the same time. So you can six be, people can beat the game. All four turtles plus April plus Splinter yes. at the same time. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck? Because it's like unheard of for... Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, whatever, to have like six player games like that. Right. And so I was like, holy shit. And I, I was like, okay, I called Bilal. We set up the Thursday because Thursday was the release, June 16th. Right. Brad was good. Jordan was good. Called up our buddy Corey, who is a wicked nice guy, listener of the podcast. Um, he's, a, he's a great dude. who We nerd out about Ninja Turtles toys all the time. I was like, would you want to come play? He's like, fuck yeah. And so I'm like, all right, we'll figure out a six player at some yeah. point. And I'm like, I can't believe this. So I'm all excited. Um, the day comes. I, I preload it. I like download it. And like as soon as I wake up, like 11 a.m., I'm just like looking at it on my Xbox. I'm like, you can't there. Wait, can't what wait. day is it today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. So psyched. And, uh, you know, we're like, we're leading up to it. I talked to my friend Lindsay in Maryland. Yep. And she's like, I was like, hey, I was like, hey what are you doing? Is this, this is at like maybe five o'clock, four o'clock or something. And everyone's coming over at six. I was like, what are you doing tonight? She's like, nothing. 
I was like, would you want to be the sixth player in this? And she's like, sure. And I was like, all right, cool. And you know, you came over, Bilal, Jordan, Corey. I got all my rechargeable batteries. We put on our turtle bandanas. I got a rat head for you. Yes. It's hard to see through the mascot it eyes. really was. really was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Lindsay logged on. And we started playing it. The game is fucking flawless. It was so much fun. <laughs> it's insane amount of fun. Insane. And the team killed it in terms of references to the original animated series yep. and b- by the way i'm getting more and more beefed up and porked up because i'm watching the trailers leading up to it and they have behind the scenes documentaries right. about the people making it and they're like nickelodeon gave us the approval to focus on the 1987 ninja turtles so they got someone like they redid the theme song with like some famous singer from like pantera or something um isn't that true i'm not sure i don't know who it is oh uh, you know no it's faith no more faith no more that's yeah. who it was they got Raekwon and Ghostface Killer to do a new song for the soundtrack where one of them is Shredder, one of them is the Turtles. But they were like, we care so much. They have this whole office with all the Turtles toys from that time. They're like, we're incorporating all this stuff from the animated series, like April's news station, her boss, different people that work there. References to Turtles and in, Turtles in Time, references yep. to Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, all these different things. And it's like... There's even animation references to the original two arcade games, Turtles in Time and uh, Turtles Arcade, um, as well as references to the original NES game. You know what I mean? About driving around on the map. But every moment was so fun. This secret character, this secret collectible item, the next level, this thing, the Technodrome, this, Krang's body, all these different things. And we played it for probably... Like like around three hours, yeah. Um, with a couple little you know pauses or whatever to order cheese pizza and different things. Um, man, was that so much fucking fun? Yeah, we all kept yelling "Cowabunga!" Oh, just the yeah. rest of the night. Yes. Oh, yeah. Next day, I yelled at my sleep. Jordan oh, yeah. thought I fell out of bed. Yeah. Um, I think to yell when you fall out of bed, but okay. And it was funny because Jordan uh, invited over our buddy Ashley T, who's yeah. really nice, and. Lindsay was like, hey, I got to go to bed, whatever. I have to wake yep. up for work. So she fell out of the game. And I'm like, actually, T. I'm like, I threw her a controller. It like spun in the air and she caught it. You know what I mean? That's not at all how it happened. <laughs> and uh, then she joined the game. And yep. so we still beat it with six people. But holy fuck. I, 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 I think I could not have been more satisfied with that game. I mean, I was extra satisfied because I don't know if you noticed. I was Donatello the entire game. And I finished the game with the most foot soldier kills by <laughs> really? six over Corey. Yeah, it was How like many did you get? it was like thirteen twenty nine to thirteen twenty three or something. Wow! And I was like, I shouldn't be paying attention to this, but I am totally paying attention to by this. The, by the way, I want to play through it again yeah. when Lou comes down. With oh Christian. yeah, because Christian's like, I would love to play through it, yeah. but I'm busy that L- night. Lou Lou wants to play it very much. Oh yeah, so. fuck yeah, we got to do it. Um, but man, it was so fun. And then what did we do Friday? Oh, we kind of we. Oh yeah. So Friday last night we went to Eastside Pockets, yep. one of my favorite places to go when I'm in Rhode Island. I basically go every time I'm I'm in town. And then we finally started watching the Mission Impossible movies last yes, we night. Did. Get cultured, you swine! Yeah. Um, we've wanted to watch them. They kind of have a similar trajectory to the Fast and Furious series. Maybe they didn't dip as much in terms of like bargain bin DVDs, right? But with Mission Impossible Four. They kind of revamped the whole series and made it like an action set piece movie. I'll say this. Going into Mission Impossible, I was like, yeah, of course I watched this in the mid-90s when it came out. 
I don't think I did. I don't I, know I don't, if I I don't think I'd ever seen it. It might it might have been like on TNT and you watch a scene or two for if, me. If that, and maybe, and then I'm like, well, did I watch Mission Impossible? 3? Like at some point I illegally slash unethically like <laughs> copied a VHS, you know, using, using the old two VCR trick mm-hmm. uh, and copied... I, I thought I copied it. I don't know if I still have my VHSs. Maybe those are at home, or maybe I threw those away along with my tapes, yeah. uh, my audio cassettes. Yep. All cassettes. Get them out of my house. Yep. Um, and so I don't have any... Yeah, those are gone. I, there's no good way to check. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I really thought at least the first... Well, like, why would I do it for Mission Impossible 3 and not the first two? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I don't know if I did... If I've seen any of the Mission Impossibles. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I feel like plot-wise, I would have remembered at least something, and I was at sea for that entire film. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I remember a couple of moments. Yeah. But it were very... I'm like, could, these could have been from the trailer. Yeah. I don't know. It's like him taking off his mask and then him in, in the room, you know, on the cables. I remember him landing back on the bullet train, too. Yeah. I remember that shot. Yeah. But uh, we watched Mission Impossible. Today we got up. Uh, I went to... Uh, and we went to Best Buy, got some coffee, and came back here. But what I wanted to ask you is, you've been having a tough time recently. Yes. You've been bummed. Yeah, I sure have. You're, you know, as we talked about last week, the boils on your back are getting worse. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Start spreading. Um, but this week was Top Gun on Monday, yes. Jurassic World Tuesday. Wednesday was Frank Turner and podcasting with Ray. Right. Thursday was Shredder's Revenge. And then Friday was Mission Impossible. And today we podcast again. Is your mood elevated this week? I think it's elevated. It's still not good. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll say Wednesday, I was prepared for it to be an amazing day. And it ended up being like good, where it's like, oh, we wanted this food and this food wasn't available. And, you know, it was the food. uh, We were were going to get one fast food place before podcasting. And then like the podcasting went late. And then I, you know, I guess I I thought Ray was going to be around more. Oh, yeah. We were going to work on stuff with Ray after the podcast, but then our podcast went super long and he had stuff to do and stuff like that. That's right. And so, you know, I I certainly enjoyed all the things this week, but like... Oh, we went to Meeting Street that night. Yeah. That was good But you're leaving in in two hours (laughs) and like things go back to normal. However, all of that having been said, also in the past seven days... Um, I signed up for an audiobook narration class, like oh, yeah. how to do it as a career. Right. Uh, and our, our buddy, uh, our buddies, Elise and Justin run it. They're a married couple. I, I believe you went to high school with Elise. We know Justin yep. from the local music scene. Yes. And uh, they He's have a little, been on the podcast. Yeah. They have a little studio uh, in Rhode Island. And basically I got to the point with my day job where I emailed them one day at work and I said, I can't keep doing this. Like, can I can I buy studio time and then like maybe Elise can like coach me and I can get a sample and just send it out to audiobook companies. And they're like, no, we run a course yeah, for like specifically how to do this. Yeah, and right. I said, how much is the course? And they said the amount. And that was the amount I had got paid for a previous voiceover gig like mm-hmm. recently. Yep. And I'm like, this is kismet. I like, I have to take this audiobook course. So that started last Saturday you know, introductions, syllabus, yeah. stuff like that. There was a, a like a tech Q and A earlier this week. Justin Mara knows a lot yeah. about recording technology, as he should. It is his his current job. Yeah. But it's like I was I was I was super impressed with how composed and knowledgeable he was. And I'm like, you're not fooling me though, Mara. I know how you really are. 
Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully that is a step in the right direction. He thinks Batman and Robin is the best superhero movie of all time. Yeah, that's what he said. Direct quote. <laughs> um, he, uh, so yeah, so hopefully this is a step in getting me out of a day job that really is, is, uh, yeah. is, a, is has a vampiric effect on my life and not the sexy kind of vampiric effect. No, not like Vampirella. No, no. This is like, like, um, what's her name? Elvira? No, no, no. That's still sexy. Oh yeah. Let's see. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen Elvira, but not with her makeup on? Yeah. Sexy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't love the fact that she's gay. How dare you? No. It is Pride Month, Chuck. No, the pubic hair, Sitch. Okay. Not a big pubic hair guy. In any event, uh, work <laughs> drains me. I don't love my day job. Yeah. Uh, while I am appreciative that it provides me with, you know, food and shelter and, and healthcare and, and, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, healthcare being probably the biggest, yeah. um, I would love to find something else to do and something else that, that can be creative and rewarding and yeah. has a lower barrier of entry than something like acting, like stage acting or, yeah, or, right, or screen right, right, acting. Right, right, right. So... We'll see how it works. It's it's tough. I had, I had real imposter syndrome in that class because Elise, mm-hmm. you know, like took voice training right. and has done 150 audiobooks mm-hmm. and seems so composed and with it. Yeah. And so my introduction is like, uh, hi, I'm Brad. You know, I know Elise and Justin from this. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I feel comfortable behind a microphone because of many years of podcasting, Chuck and Brad podcast available wherever you get your podcast. And I see people like laughing on yeah. the zoom call and I'm like, wasn't that funny? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's becoming sarcastic. Somebody, somebody <laughs> like they're laughing so hard. They throw up <laughs> I'm like that. You should probably get that checked. It seems. It's not. What if they laugh so hard, they threw up like completely all over their webcam. Yeah. And it was just like completely blacked out. And, the, well, and then it slowly <laughs> yeah. oozes down. Um, Hello? So so again, it feels like it's it this it may amount to nothing, but it feels like at least a I'm step. trying great step. something. For sure. Um you know, it, it's weird because people are like, Oh, you work at a college. What do you do during the summer? And I'm like, Oh no, we're busy all summer. It's, yeah, of it's course, we have yeah. incoming student contracts, returning students who didn't sign their contract in the spring and want it now. Oh, a room change, oh a meal plan change. Oh, okay, now I need to get numbers for my boss's boss four times a week, even though she has access to the same data and could probably get it herself. Yeah. Um and so it's it's busy. My my slow time is basically mid September to mid October, and after that, you know, the other forty six weeks of the year, um I am beholden to the students. So it, uh, and you know, I'm just burned out is really what comes down to one of my friend is like, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're charcoal briquettes and the cookout is over and they just keep spraying lighter fluid on us and throwing a match and they just want to get more and more and more. But we're like, no, we're used up. We are gray ash. Yeah. And you keep burning us. Yeah. And uh, we just, uh, we're, we're all getting to the point where, like, how much is there left to give? And, right. and you know, this is a, a lot of people are, are burnt out during the pandemic, um, especially, like, I worked from home for, what, 10 weeks and then was back in the office as normal and don't, I, I feel that, that working at home is great and I didn't get that chance because they're like, well, you work in housing. Somebody has to be on campus because there's housing on campus. And I'm right. like... It doesn't feel like my position warrants being on campus because I don't respond to anything, but okay. Yeah. So just kind of uh, 
uh, a frustrating thing. And it's been, you know, changes in leadership, more and more responsibilities put onto us, short staff, yep, and very just overall frustrating. So hopefully we can figure out a different career path for me, whether it's this, you know, I have a friend who works in like corporate training and she's yeah. like, you'd be great doing corporate training videos, like sales training videos. And I'm like, I don't even know what those are, but okay, sign me up. Yeah. She's like, I made uh, notes for your resume. Here's where you'd put your picture. And I'm like, I don't think my picture is going to help me get any jobs. <laughs> yeah. Is, are those Brad, did you wear vampire teeth? Yes. <laughs> I thought you were wearing fake vampire. <laughs> They're not fake. <laughs> what do you mean fake? Yeah. Um, I dress like Elvira. Yes. <laughs> Check out the pubes. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. It's, like, why There's did you... one why, old guy who's like giving a thumbs yeah, up. Why did you use a full body shot? <laughs> I hate your beehive. Yes. <laughs> Check out my titties. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So so we'll we'll see what else is out there, but hopefully we can figure something else out. You know, there have been different times that I've looked kind of half-heartedly for other jobs or or done weird interviews here and there. Um, you know, one during the pandemic, like two days before I got the cat, and uh, that job failed. Like I, I failed that interview because they're like, oh, you wouldn't be here for. Like they wanted somebody who was definitely going to be there for years and years to come. And they're like, we think you'd be disappointed here after six months. And I'm like, really seems like you'd give me a second interview and let me make that decision. But nope, not the case. That's funny. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm excited to learn more about the audiobook narration industry. Yeah. I'm excited to work more with Elise and Justin and kind of see what else is out there. Yeah. Uh, that's great, man. I'm yeah. glad you're taking those steps. Yeah. I, I just wanted to check and see if this I mean, what of... what if I do a voice on Shredder's Revenge 2? Wow. Fuck you, turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Listen, you turtles. Oh, I'm the big tough guy. You're never going to beat me. <laughs> <They're> like, uh... <laughs> All right. At least, this is the first time he hasn't been swearing. Let's just <laughs> let's keep it in. You turtles can suck my dick. No, nope, nope. I got two balls and a dick, and then we can eat my ass. <laughs> right. Watch out for the boils. <laughs> All right, Brad, please. This game is hey, called Raphael. Eat my ass. All right, well, that, that's in character. This game is called Bradder's Revenge, right? No. <laughs> this is this is this is the Ninja Turtles teach you your ABCs. This game is for children. Hey Leonardo! <laughs> no, no, stop! No, whatever you're gonna say, no. <laughs> I know it's not gonna be good. No, but I wanted to see how you felt about like all the fun this week that we got to. It do. was fun. Yeah. Um, it was fun stuff. A movie, a movie shocked you with how good it was. Yes. A game shocked us all with how fun it was. Um, Frank Turner shocked you with music. I got to, uh, you know, there's a, we got to hang out with some new people. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my pal Mariah from Improv came with us to Jurassic World. Yeah, and yeah. It's just good to hang out with her. And uh, yeah, it was a fun week. Um, but I, you know, I know that this is not the norm. Yeah, this I know, is, you I know, know. I, I, it's, it's a vacation week, yeah. you know, and I use vacation in the sense that I took one day off of work. Yes. Um, but you know, you have to go back to your, your drudgery yeah. <laughs> of your life. I hear you. I hear so you. I, you know, we'll see. We got, we got some, we got some irons in the fire. Yeah, you know, and, I'm excited not, for that show on the 31st. And, and in terms of creative work and changing your life, you know. There's some upcoming podcast stuff that I'm hoping becomes a little bit of a source of income for us. You know yep. what I mean? Where I'm hoping it we take it really seriously. And a source of controversy for oh, the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, 
I'm just going to try to get more celebrities to be in feuds and only air those on the podcast. I do love the idea of celebrity mediation with Chuck Staten. <laughs> yeah, where everyone just has these like very petty beefs. Yeah. And I have to be like, listen, listen. Um, oh, man. I know I, you have to take a side. Well, as, as a mediator, <laughs> as a mediator, I guess you want to bring them you to wanna, a resolution. Yeah, you wanna, yeah. you wanna, the, the side you want is compromise. Yeah, I'd rather have you have to choose a side and then and, like, just get an for enemy it. forever. Yeah. <laughs> enemy forever uh the last thing i wanted to talk about man oh man do i feel like a prickly dick oh boy how about this okay i got a fucking iphone what do you think about that (sighs) now i've had some time to get used to the idea of you with an iphone because you like me uh in fact you before me android adopter very g1 the first android phone i had it you were very much and and at the time the the Android phones had, among other things, like removable batteries. Yes. They were significantly cheaper. Yes. Uh, a little more app freedom. Way more. Uh, still still like that with open source, uh, whatever, for people to develop apps. Uh, like getting it serviced wasn't uh, prohibitively expensive if something went wrong. And it wasn't, I guess, mm, geographically prohibitive. Like you don't have to go to a place to get your Android phone fixed. But if you want your Apple phone fixed, you need to go to the Apple store and stand around and it's white. At the time. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's still true, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you were you were in on and you were so entrenched in the Google ecosystem. For sure. With all your music at the time on Google Music, Google Play. I think at the time we had Zune still. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Eventually yeah, yeah, you know, like using Gmail, backing yes, up your yes, phone, your yes. your photos to right. Google Photos and so on. Google Drive. And so you were so into the Google ecosystem that going to Apple made no sense. Right. And then you were firmly entren- entrenched in the Android ecosystem. Yes. And, you know, you and I right there, we've got machetes, we're hacking a path for other people. Yeah, yeah. We're coming through. Yeah. And, uh, and now you're like, I got to set my machete down. I'm going to go join that paved path that has destroyed the world. Uh, You're like, I don't care how many otters it ran over that are in that pavement. Yes. You're like, I'm going to be an Apple guy. And so I, you know, I was shocked because I knew nothing of it. Like you've talked with me about expenses that were significantly less than what you've paid for this iPhone. Like you've talked at length, like, oh, like this, uh, should I get this Ninja Turtle figure? It's $60. And you you hemmed and hawed and went back and forth and talked yeah. with me about pros and cons. And then yeah. you're like, I'm going to change my phone ecosystem uh, to Apple. And I, it, it, it hit me out of nowhere. It blindsided me. Well, for I will say this. Um, upgrading my phone, at because I have T-Mobile, upgrading my right. phone to another Android right. phone yeah. or cost upgrading is, cost, it to the iPhone, similar. Yeah, the cost is the same. Right. So it doesn't really... The 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 uh the price is not right. really a part of it, and then over the years, I feel like Android and like the Android phones and the iPhone stuff has become like similar in yeah. terms of the fact that like now Android you can't take out the batteries right. and do that and stuff like that, um, and all the Gmail and Google like stuff. A hundred percent of it is now on iPhone, right? Like so, I can st- I, with my iPhone, I'm still going to use Google Maps. Gmail, YouTube Music, and and uh, Google Drive to back it up as opposed to right. iCloud. So everything became a lot more integrated over the over time. Right. Um, and the only thing I think that's kind of a holdout is Apple versus Microsoft, where you still can't get Xbox 
uh, cloud gaming on the iPhone. Right. Where you can do it on Android. But I never really use that. Yeah. And I have a Switch and I can use it on my laptop. Right. So if, if I ever want to, which I don't. Yeah. Um, but what happened was it's just like working with uh, Walt. Tell him Steve, Dave, he has an iPhone. He sends me pictures sometimes. And sending it from an iPhone to an Android device makes it an MMS message and it crushes the quality. Yeah. Whereas if he sent it iPhone to iPhone, uh, it wouldn't crush the quality. Then like Mark and Joe have iPhones. Yeah. Um, Berbiglia has an iPhone. Everybody just, that I work just, with just sounds like all of these work people and not Brad people. Well, it's all work people that are sending me right, like the cat is literally pushing the microphone out of the way. Come on, Rosie, jump that's down. True. Um, yeah. So all the all the work stuff is with people that have iPhones. Yeah. And all the group messaging and sending stuff and all that stuff. It just seems like it'd be a lot easier. And there is this bullshit elitism thing of iPhone versus Android. Yep. And there's like a lot of memes about it. Right. And it's all horseshit. Oh, obviously. yeah. I'm definitely over all of that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I, and I don't I don't know how often I, I think I was into it in the sense of fiscally, this doesn't make sense. And then also like all the advantages I mentioned about replaceable yeah. batteries and all that stuff. Right. Um, and then and for a while, I think there there wasn't really a Google eco- ecosystem on the iPhone. Right. Now there is. Yeah. Um, but you know, my, my whole feeling with technology battles, whether it's iPhone versus Android or PlayStation versus versus Xbox, Xbox, it's the technology is almost exactly the same. Right. It's just like an interface difference, whatever. But so many of the people I work with use that stuff. And then even like, so we use, you know, we use Rode, uh, some, some stuff sometimes the the company Rode that does microphones and the Rodecaster, they'll come out with like a program that can control all the volume and everything. Yep iPhone only yeah. with some stuff, which sucks. Yes. Um, but some companies do it. And I just kind of basically, my phone was cracked. I knew an upgrade. I was going to get an up. I was going to upgrade it soon. And I was like, should I just get a new thing? There wasn't anything about a new Android phone I was excited for. Right. It's all been the same for a long time. And I was like, maybe I should just get an iPhone because these people have these elitist things. And I also kind of, you know, I'm already sensitive working with all these comics and people in New York right. that have these careers and I'm kind of coming in and being part of this stuff and kind of coming up and helping yeah. out. And I already feel kind of like uh, like a little bit of imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. A little bit of like, I don't want to be looked at as like less than with other yeah. people. And it's like, oh, just having this thing with this elitist thing with these people who use all these things. And like, you have an Android thing? Oh, like they get comments yeah. like that. I'm just like, whatever. I'm being peer, peer pressured into it. However, it doesn't cost any more than the right. Android thing, and it's going to be almost identical. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, I'll just I'll just grab it. And I also got an iPad because I wanted I I got a the last tablet I got was in 2016 when I was living at Regency in Providence, and um, but uh, yeah. So I decided to get an iPad after six years with my last tablet, um, and. Uh, so I made this move over to Apple. And here's what I just wanted to say to the to the people that are listening to the podcast. If you've gone from Android to Apple, give me your tips and tricks. Let me know what you think that I should do because I had a huge snafu with getting my text messages over where the guy at T-Mobile was like, oh yeah, they come over easily. Then they didn't come over. I, did, I tried it four times. And then I had to go back into the T-Mobile store and all the other employees were like, oh no, it's not going to work that good. That app sucks that Apple makes. And I'm like, that's not a good introduction for me to work with this company. Um, and uh, it's been a little bit of a pain in the ass just getting the texts over. 
which I'm over. They're all backed up, you know, in the way that I can back them up through Android as well as in screenshots. So whatever, I got all the text like backed up. But uh, if you got any tips and tricks, I guess I'm an Apple iPhone and iPad user now. And so let me know, chuckandbrad.gmail.com um, or find the email link at chuckandbradpodcast.com and give me any uh, any tips you think will help me out making this dumb transition. It's weird thinking about the the ecosystems, the various ecosystems. Yeah. Um, earlier this week, you know, I finished the book I was reading, which yeah. was The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. And I'm like, let me find my next book. And the Kindle app on an Android phone does not let you purchase Kindle titles because of an agreement with the Google Play Store. And in fact, I think the Amazon shopping app also does, like, basically you have to go to Amazon, maybe. Yeah. And uh, I, I know the Kindle app doesn't let you directly buy books in the app. And I'm like, that, I mean, it's fine. I have many other options yeah, on yeah, how to yeah. get these things. But yeah. uh, it, ju- it does seem like, well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an extra, it's a tiny hurdle, but it yes. is still an extra hurdle. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I'm just trying to figure out when I bought my tablet and I don't, you know, yeah, I know. I, I, I know that I bought it and then had to buy, like, I kept buying the wrong case for it. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> How many times did that like happen? Fo- like, I bought the wrong case three times. <laughs> anyway, that's it, man. That's all I got. That's all that's going on right now. That uh, that sounds right. Just briefly, uh, a couple weeks ago, my PayPal got hacked. Oh, yeah, that's And right. uh, really put a uh, thorn in my side uh, about cybersecurity. Really? Yeah, because I'm like, oh, if this if this can happen and and PayPal was like, basically somebody logged in, added their own email address, added their own phone number. I don't think they got any money, but all my like my credit card information was there. Yeah. So they could have very easily copied that. Um and so now I you know, went in and changed passwords. Uh, PayPal was like, your account is gone. Like if I log in <laughs> I know, with my I Yahoo know. address, I don't see a history. I, know. I, I can't. So I can't see what happened. Yeah, and and so I created an account, like unknowing, I went through with the whole steps, created a new account with this address. Yeah. And then I was like, reading the message where it's like, no, you can't use this email address. You can't do this. And so I tried to send Chuck $1 last night and it said, no, you can't. Like this, this account is permanently shut down. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's. 12:30 a.m. on a Saturday and there's nobody around to answer my question so I have to wait and figure that out. But man, uh, folks out there take care of your uh your your financial stuff. I feel like my stuff gets hacked all the time. I know. I, don't give a fuck. I know. I you know, if your password is Chuck and Brad, maybe change it. Brad and Chuck. Yeah, right. No, I think uh I mean, how often do you get hacked? I've had the the current credit card that I have I've probably had for six years and it has not gotten hacked, but it's, that's the first credit card I've ever had that hasn't been hacked. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, maybe I, maybe it makes it two years, maybe it makes it four years. Maybe I'm checking out of the grocery store and I get a call about like, Hey, uh, your card isn't going to work because somebody just tried to buy $1,500 worth of plane tickets on it. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird because like, I don't know how to prevent it. I, you know, other yeah. than like, you know, two factor authentication and, and choosing a more challenging password than the one I had, Chuck and Brad. And, uh, I, you know, it, it's I, like, I'm embarrassed. Oh my God. Get out of here. I know it doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, all right, well now I have to figure out what my PayPal was attached to in terms of monthly payments right. and, you know, update all of that. Like, first of all, I don't know if my 
other main email address mm -hmm. is also compromised and won't let me set up a new account. Yeah. Or if I can use that, which which would be fine and super super convenient, not a problem at all. If I have to go to email address number three, less convenient, but not the end of the world. Yeah. So. Yeah, someone got into my citizen's bank account and did a lot of weird shit. Yeah. They opened a bank Bank of America account in my name. They transferred over five grand. Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. I know. I don't. I don't really get it. But I mean, everyone. You see. I mean, I've always been taken care of so far financially right. with with those companies. They usually like find out that it's fraud and they they reimburse you or whatever. Right. So and you know, like I I definitely like okay, PayPal shut everything down, which is great. Right. Yeah. But like, how about we suspend it? But if my if if this this other actor has this bad actor has my information. Yeah. Then, what's to stop them from doing it? PayPal suspends the account. You know, you do it again. I, at, well, and then you know, a month from now, they use my information because my guard is down. Right, right. I so I, so I guess it all makes sense. I just wish I could log in and see what happened. Yeah. And you know, the email address they registered it to is mostly nonsense. Yeah. And I can't see what phone number they registered it to, just the, like the last three digits. But like, clearly, that's a fake phone number as well. Yeah. So if you are out there and you hacked my PayPal, think about your choices. <laughs> You got him, Brad. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Tell him, Brad, Dave. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Think about your fucking choice at your pizza shop. Yes. <laughs> hey, turtles. Yes. <laughs> I was say, it was, it was the turtles that hacked my PayPal. Hey, turtles. I'm going to make, I'm not going to invite you to my fucking birthday party, you pizza of shit. Yes. Well, all right. All right but you're only you're three of you. guys I know. Yeah. Three. <laughs> you're the only guys I know. You, you make up your, I, you, I know you said you couldn't make it, but, um, <laughs> But folks out there, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. Always happy to hear from y'all. <laughs> Chuck has something else. I know it's coming. Just, 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 it's funny to, for you to be Shredder <laughs> turtles, yeah. like, and it's like you know it's going to be this weak or weird insult. It sure is. Yeah, that's really funny. Yes. I like it. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Deuces.